you know, so one of the biggest challenges in anything today, technology today, is what really is the greatest next next best step? And, you know, people's minds are evolving so quickly. The real, the real honest question about what's the biggest challenge, honestly, is leadership. Greetings, leaders, and this is part two of our conversation with Miss Sandra Grace. Bottom line, how are we going to lead? How are we going to teach people to sustain ethically and responsibly and morally? And what, and you know, what are the next best right steps? You know, we're watching it happen in government and you know, the political arena right now is kind of a little bit of a Barnum and Bailey circus at this point. You know, we're watching, we're watching the, the people that we have elected to be the leaders of our country, you know, make kindergarten mistakes right now. So I say the biggest, the biggest challenge to entrepreneurs, to everybody in the world right now, to everything is questioning leadership is like, who are our leaders? Who are our heroes? Who are the people that are best leading us for our morals and our values and um, for everything as a whole? Because everything right now is up for a crapshoot. Everything. Yeah. And I really just want to thank you for calling that out because, again, that's something that I <laughs> preach to Jason about when I'm ranting and raving. I'm like, we do not say this is not a leader why do we have these people on a pedestal this is so awful these aren't behaviors that we want to see in leadership but i think the problem is that have we defined what leaders we what behaviors we want to see in leadership yeah that's an excellent question and you know one of the things we should always keep in mind with it like in anything that is being done, it is always a practice. Like people are practicing medicine, practicing, practicing law, you know, and people are practicing, practicing leadership, you know, and, and so don't always uh, get it right, but it's the motives that brings the rewards. I remember reading a book by Patrick Lencioni, um, it's called The Motive. And in this book, he was talking about this CEO who, uh, wanted to take over another organization and so he sought out a consultant and the consultant company decided to uh send the uh who he considered the competitors ceo and so the competitor ceo started consulting and coaching uh this particular ceo and to the point to where uh the ceo ended up behind the consultant ceo uh, created a merger uh, or a hostile takeover. And during this ho hostile takeover, the uh, consultant CEO was still mentoring and coaching him. And come to find out, he really asked him a question. Why do you want to be a leader? Why do you want to be the leader of this organization and this company? And he really did not have a sufficient answer. And so as time went on, their relationship started to strengthen and change. It turns out at the end of the book, what happened was the CEO who wanted to, you know, take over the other company ended up taking a position in the merger 
in the acquisition and the consultant CEO became the CEO of both companies. And he began to put himself into a uh, role that fit him most and made him happy that was you know, in line with his values and who he uh, authentically was. And so, yeah, so mm-hmm. it, so leadership is, is, is like anything. It's, it's a practice, you know, and so we don't always get it right, but we got to always, you know, practice. And the saying that, uh, you know, practice makes perfect is also, you know, really incorrect. It's perfect practice makes perfect. If you practice a thing perfectly, then you can perfect it. But if you practice a thing and you, you know, practice it perfectly wrong, you're going to perfect it wrong, you know? So, yeah. So, you know, for me, leadership is a practice just like anything else. Things are still developing. Processes are still developing that we have to learn more about every day. To Sandra's point, AI, (laughs) we're going to realize the faults. Um, I think many people are already seeing some of the faults. For instance, all AI is written in syntax. It's boring. If you listen, mm-hmm. if you listen to a speech written in syntax, it's boring. Oh, well, I will say that you it's are a woman a- after my own heart. And the reason why I say that is because we have had conversations on and off with different guests about AI. You know, as an educational consultant and tutor. Like, I do not really encourage my students to use artificial intelligence or like chat GPT to write stuff for them. I still want my students to learn. I want them to be smart. I want them to be someone who is going to see something that was written and say, oh, did you double check that? I can do this by myself even without that. And that's part of the reason why I asked you about the challenges you noticed then, because I feel like in some ways things might be harder now. What What do you say to that? No, I think you're absolutely right. It is harder now because, you know, so, all right, so let's look at history. You know, one of the things, if you study history, if everybody would study history, you know, Mm -hmm. they say that if you, you know, um, one of the things about transformation is perception. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, so um, I think that, Right now, we live in a society where things happen quickly. You know, we're no longer happy to wait for a, you know, a stamped letter to go from point A to point B to communicate. If your cell phone rings and you don't pick it up, chances are the person who's on the other end is going to send you a text immediately. Like, where are you? Why? How come you haven't answered my call? And I think that you know, we have become what I call an instant society and an instant satisfaction society. And I think that things are happening so quickly that the ability to really slow down and seriously think through anything is not happening. You know, we use our minds now not we we use our minds for a completely different person or di- per, uh, I can't talk right now for the the how we're using our minds is not how our minds were originally designed to be used we were originally designed as human beings to think through to learn process 
and to and to think through to use critical thinking and all these other things we don't have the time to do that anymore and and jason that relates back to what you said about it's about what you said about how people are like evolving as leaders right now about practicing about practicing being a leader you know that's one of the reasons that quality and value have suffered on such a large level is because everybody is practicing they haven't they haven't understood mastering think about it as a doctor you know these guys are coming pas no more than most four-year medical students now and they only study two years why is that mm. Like, what is it that they're leaving out in a four-year medical school that they're teaching in a two-year PA program? Period. So I'm going to totally come back with you because I think that's a really great conversation to have. Um, one of the things that I try to talk to my students about is opportunity and the options, right? Yes, our students can go to school for 13 years to be a doctor. Yes, they can go to a university for four years and get a four-year degree. But then there are also those two-year community colleges. There are also PA programs, right, that are half the, half the, the education or half the time. Um, respiratory therapy programs. Yeah. Well, allied health in general, you know, you can go less time. And I think that part of that is quality and value. So not only are they getting a lot of hands-on experience because they're graduating sooner, I think these students particularly are more focused on quality and value and being able to actually get out there quicker to serve the population. So that's just the theory, but maybe that has something to do yeah, with but, it. They're more hungry. But, but lucky, let me ask you a question though. Mm -hmm. So how, how does a true leader emerge though? You know, if, if you're really looking at someone to mentor you long-term, are you going to go to that PA or are you going to go to that doctor? I mean, it's like, you know, and it's kind of like, I think this runs across every platform that we're talking about, whether I don't care if you're a doc worker, you know, an older doc worker who's been there and has, has the experience is going to be your leadership on the doc. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you're at a grocery store, you're not going to go to, you know, what? I, very few people would ever go to a store manager for help or advice. What they're going to do is they're going to find the most seasoned person in the store who actually demonstrates wisdom and That's understanding it. of the, of its, of itself. It's just like, who are you going to go to and talk to? It's like, I'll, I'll go to my grandmother every time, you know, yep. it's like before she died, she's the woman that I would go to and say, now my, my, my mama had a, had a, a fifth grade education. She never went beyond the fifth grade. But I can tell you, she's one of the wisest women I ever knew. And I could go to her and lay a problem out and she could strategically think about it. Now, you know, now we're in a situation as the world. OK, let's talk about the world. There's a lot of decisions that are being made in countries like uh, Korea, North Korea, South Korea, uh, China, Russia, um, uh, Afghanistan, all of these countries, Israel, right now there's, you know, Israel and Hamas have a big conversation. What are those people thinking that would make them like, what is their leadership thinking that would make them 
to make the would make them want to make the choices they've made. And then it's like, but it, you know what? If you look at the bigger problems of the world, they are the reflection of the smallest problems of the world. Hmm. So think about it from a like, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I actually wrote about that today um, with some other leaders that I know, and they were talking about, you know, Hamas and Israel. And, you know, I said exactly what you just said, but just in different words, I said, you know, this is a problem that has been going on for a long time. And we're silenced about it. We're looking the other way. We're not doing anything. And then all of a sudden, everything just blows up. To your point exactly. Yeah. So always, if you're looking, if you're looking at a bigger problem, you need to always step back and look at what smaller problems are being reflected in the bigger problem. That's it. Yeah. You know, that reminds me of the the COVID-19, you know, pandemic, how it really did not do anything except for uh, expose, you know, the, um, the infrastructure of organizations who were not ready for Mm -hmm. such change, for such, you know, a turnaround, for such pivotal, critical time in, uh, in our history. And, and, and so, you know, were those infrastructure problems always there? Sure. But they were hidden until, you know, the, the, the the COVID-19 pandemic came and just lifted the veil up and said, Hey, look, you were not ready for this. You were not, as something like Sandra mentioned earlier, dealing with the WNC magazine, you know, um, and, and, and so, yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent, you know, that looking at the smaller things, because pe- many people say, we well, don't sweat the small stuff, but I, I, I totally disagree with that. You know, that if you don't sweat it when it's small, you know, you, you make room for it to become big. You make room for it to grow. It's just like uh, diseases or like cancers. Like if you catch it when it's small, you, you, your, your potential to, 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 um, to survive it is, is greater. But Jason, you know what? This brings up the whole, the whole conversation of leadership. We already knew. I mean, everybody in the world already knew about the avian flu, correct? Right. Yes. And but people and there were a lot of people saying, wait a minute. Even even the UN said we need to do something about this. People need to be ready. We need to be aware. And everybody kept saying, no, 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 that's over. We're never going to have to worry about that again. And you know what? There's no such thing as we never have to worry about that again ever. <laughs> right. And that's what real leadership is is that you know, we need to make sure that whoever, well, all right. So it isn't just politically. I mean, it's like in every area of everything. And this brings me back to us as individuals. How are we going to lead our own lives? How are we going to be sure that we're on the right leadership paths for ourselves? Hmm. What do we need to transform in our own lives? to lead our own selves because that's where leadership begins is within yourself. Yeah. Because we're all leaders to somebody. This conversation um, is so powerful and I'm just listening to the both of you talk and I'm thinking to myself, where have y'all been all of my life? Like, <laughs> um, 
who we're around first and foremost <laughs> is going to impact how we think we need to change or transform our lives. Mm-hmm. So how do we know, you know, when you said, Sandra, it's the people who demonstrate wisdom, right? So if I have someone who is a PA, for example, and who seems like they're passionate, they know exactly what they're talking about all the time. And then I'm talking to this doctor, you know, my one of my chiropractors just a couple of months ago said, you know, Joe Biden's not doing too good. And he's the president, right? So now I'm talking to him and he's like, not able to really understand what I'm even asking. To me, it's not going to matter that he's the president. If he's not able to demonstrate the wisdom that I need to do what I need to do. So Lucky, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there and you guys are welcome to edit this any way you like, but you know what, Lucky, it's one of the, we, if you look at the world as a whole right now, there is no leadership in the entire world right now. And it doesn't matter whether it's Biden or Trump or Zelenska or, or Putin or Kim Jong-un, doesn't matter. None of these guys are, are, are true leaders. You know, none of them are. None of them, they have some leadership qualities. You know, Joe Biden is a really cool guy. I've, I've shook his hand. I, I've met him years ago when he was younger. And I always thought, you know, this guy has some really good stuff going on. But you know what? I think that if we really want, all right, so this, this whole podcast is really about emerging leaders and leadership. So yes. I think that, you know, um, a book that was written a million years ago, not a million years. It's been, a I don't know. Um, it's called um, Self-Leadership. Mm-hmm. Jason, who is that book? By? I can't think of it right this second. And I should know. Um, yeah, that's for uh, sure. What is, what is that guy's name? Anyway, we'll figure it out. But anyway, it's like uh, Drucker, Peter Drucker. And he said, okay. you can, before, before you can lead anybody else, you have to be clear that you can lead yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that Lucky... I think you're probably what, 24, 25? I wish. I'm 37. (laughs) Oh, girl. All right. Well, okay. You're not a child. But you know what? It's going to be not you. Your generation is going to make a huge impact, but it's going to be your children and your children's children that make the biggest impact in the world because we are having conversations about leadership now. And I think that if any anybody has children, anybody, I don't care where you're from, what country, whatever, is like, you've got to be paying attention to how are you teaching your children to be the best leaders of themselves. I remember being 10 years old, knowing that the adults around me were crazy and were not going to be able to take care of me or show me any type of leadership whatsoever. What I learned from my parents, don't do anything that your parents do. Absolutely, I was right. <laughs> wow. So, you know, food for thought because, you know, that's one of the reasons is that I agree to be on this podcast is because I think that, you know, Jason has a really good grasp on emerging leadership. And Lucky, I don't know you well enough yet to say this, but I'm, go- I'm going to reach out there. Just by your qualifications, I can see that you put enough time and energy into educating yourself to be in that position. Well, no, you either are, or you aren't you. And you know mm-hmm. what? And one of the first things that you have to do as any of us to be great leaders 
is to be confident, to believe in ourselves, to believe that we can actually take people in the direction that they need to go. And that, and that, you know, when that little niggle shows up in your stomach and says, wait a minute, the right answer is this, but my intuition, my gut is telling me this isn't the right thing. That's what you have to believe in. Hmm. Because we as human beings are the most perceptive organism on this planet. And one of the great things about doing everything at breakneck speed that we're doing things now is you have to rely on your yourself, your confidence, your self-esteem, your values. You have to believe in those things. They have to be priorities in your life. And when one of those things is disrupted, you have got to take a time out and examine why you're out of sync with your own self. Because if you cannot lead yourself, you cannot lead anybody else. Hmm. That leadership will always be flawed. Absolutely. We have talked for a long time and I had an entire list of questions, but this is an organic conversation with leaders. And when we're leaders, conversation is always going to go in all different powerful ways. Um, but I guess to kind of wrap it up a little bit, to be respectful of your time, we've spoken a lot about leadership. Um, tell us what leadership means to you, Sandra. Well, what leadership means to me is to mm -hmm. first and foremost, to be able to lead myself. You know, can I effectively lead myself? Jason can tell you that I had to take a time out. I had a medical problem mm -hmm. and I wasn't capable of even leading myself. So I had to step back and because I didn't feel that if I couldn't lead myself, I couldn't lead others. And what real leadership means to me is when you're, when you are your most authentic self, willing to show up and serve others in any capacity that they need to be supported to take their next step into transformation of being a leader within themselves. Excellent. Excellent. Lucky, what does what does leadership mean to you? Um <laughs> well I could say influence and service, right? And make it easy. <laughs> I think you're not wrong when you say that. Um, and Sandra's not wrong either um, because we can't influence others if we're not even a good influence ourselves. I mean, you know, I believe that we should, I believe leaders should, leave, you know, give a positive example for others, influence people in positive ways to help them grow. As you say, Jason, leaders breed other leaders. We want good leaders. Um, and to Sandra's point, you know, in order to be a good leader or to help someone else to be one, we have to really just focus on whether or not we're a good leader ourselves. So, hmm. yeah, you know, yep. somebody told me once, and I still believe this, that if you really want to be in leadership, your most important job is to hold the ladder and encourage people to climb the ladder that you're holding. Hmm. So you mentioned Canada, and I'm going to tell you probably about a year and a half ago. Um, so actually, maybe longer than that. When I started my company, I went through a lot of different um, 
um, like conferences and like things to just learn about entrepreneur because I had never done anything like that before. But I was very fortunate to hear this company or somebody from this company come speak. So they're in Canada, um, as you mentioned. Um, but the company is called Great Canadian Training. And my motto prior to like starting, prior to even going to this workshop is we do more. People have asked, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? Um, and that means exactly what it says. We do more. Well, I found it super amazing that I was at this workshop listening to this person talk and he actually had an acronym for more. It is mindset, observe the emotions, respect and exchange. And when you're saying as leaders, the most important thing we can do is hold the letter, hold the ladder for someone else. That is exactly what just came to me. And as leaders, I guess that's what leadership is to me. Leadership is representative of doing more. And really at the end of the day for others, not even just for ourselves. Yeah. I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Great perspective. Great perspective. So you know, listen, it has... Go ahead, Sandra. The first form of leadership that was ever formed was servant leadership. Mm. And I think that you know a lot of people abuse servant leadership, but I still believe in it with all my heart. Yeah, that's Greenleaf there, I believe. Um, as I am learning and as a student of leadership myself, I'm learning the names of people... <laughs> in the leadership thought space. So yeah, Greenleaf, um, Robert Greenleaf um, came up with servant leadership. And um, that's a lot of the work that I do. I attend Liberty University. And of course, you know, um, from the Christian perspective, <laughs> we are to be servants of others. And so servant leadership is definitely um, the theme of the leadership that I'm taught. So I'm glad you said that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys you know, rock. Yeah, you too. You too. When I think about it, you know, real quick is that, you know, what, what leader is not a servant? Like you, mm -hmm. you, you know, it, are you a leader if you're not a servant, you know? And so that's at the core of all leaders is serving others. Um, you know, for, for me, it's, uh, as John C. Maxwell has said, uh, you know, knowing the way, going the way and showing the way. Uh, is is absolutely, and for me, how you do that is you know through influence uh, and service. Tell everyone how they can contact you. Well, the best way to contact me is Sandra at sandragrace.com. That's my private email, and anybody is welcome to reach out if I can help you in any way. Uh, the best way is always just so you know I get a lot of emails, so if anybody needs help from me or wants help from me, email me at Sandra at sandragrace.com and um, just put in the line, I need your help or I'd like your help or I want to talk to you. So, and I'll, and I'll respond. Wow. You know how to reach Sandra Grace, everyone. Um, I'm Lakedia. You can call me Lucky. I am the founder and lead education catalyst for Steps Academic Advising and Education LLC. My number is 833-STEPS-12. So you can call me, you can text that number and say, I need your help, just like she just said. Um, or if you just want to learn more about STEPS, visit my website at www.stepsacademicadvising.com. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Much success. And my name is Jason Muhammad, founder of JM Leadership Development. If you would like to have a conversation on how we can assist your organization, 
To fill or build your leadership bench, please do not hesitate to reach out, 828-333-7234, or you can send us an email at the Jason A. Muhammad, that is T-H-E-J-A-S-O-N-A-M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D at gmail.com, and we will respond promptly. And always remember that leadership is influence and service. Hey, so thank you so much for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast. We do apologize for it being published so late. Uh, However, we are going to continue to move forward. And thank you so much. Please make sure you share this out uh, with your constituents, with your listenership uh, or your followership. Um, You know, you can follow us on Spotify. You can follow us on uh, Apple Podcasts and more. And always remember, leadership is influence and service.